Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. Can you tell I'm excited today? Mm. It's a great study in our series on exploring Ephesians, the topic, living wisely. Now, lest you think, oh, Derek, you're going to give us a list of things to do. No, I'm talking about people saved by grace through faith, empowered by the Spirit, and given wisdom to live wisely in this world. Wow, it's a great study. We're glad you're with us. Welcome to Hope Sabbath School. Welcome to the team. Good yeah. to be together. I'm excited yeah. today because Puya is here. <laughs> we pulled you off of the remote wall, Puya. You're going to be teaching today, and it's a Amen. very practical topic. I know it will be a great blessing to us. We also want to welcome some of our remote team members joining us. Rodney, always good to see you. Welcome. We're glad you're here. And Leah, great to have you with us today. It's going to be a great study, and we're glad that you are here because you're part of our global Hope Sabbath School family. Yep. We're always happy to hear from you, our Hope Sabbath School members. You can write to us at sshope at hopetv.org. And we share that with the team because it's encouraging to hear how God is blessing lives around the world. So, Rena, thanks for writing to us from South Africa. Rena says, I'm watching all the way from South Africa, and I just love your presentations each week. God bless you all for your faithfulness in sharing the Word of God with all of us. Amen. Looking forward to meeting each one of you when Jesus comes. And we Amen. say, Amen. 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 <laughs> Rena, we're looking forward to meeting you in person, too. We're glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Uh, Jennifer wrote to us on our YouTube channel. We're, we are rapidly moving towards 100,000 subscribers Amen. on our relatively newly launched YouTube channel. And uh, Jennifer, thanks for writing, or she left a comment on one of the many programs you can find there. She said, I cannot live without Hope Sabbath School being a part of my life. Amen. That must mean the Holy Spirit's doing something yeah. powerful, right? Yes. Amen. I see the love and the light of God that shines within each member of the team. <laughs> and we say it's a miracle. It's a miracle, a miracle. Stephanie, yeah. right? It really is, isn't it? Yeah. When they see the light of Jesus shining, praise God. Mm -hmm. And also, ble God bless those who work behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. I want to thank our director and all of our media team, because without them, we just have a great Bible study with about 10 people, right? Mm -hmm. exactly. yep. But with them, it can impact people around the world. So mm -hmm. thank you also to our media team. Thanks for writing, Jennifer, on our YouTube channel. Here's a handwritten note from a donor in Texas who writes to us quite regularly. You know who you are. You'll recognize the note. Thank you so much for writing. Hello, Hope Sabbath School team. Hello. Hello. Writes every, every, every uh, month, it seems. God bless you all greatly for the way you're teaching the scriptures. God keep God bless you to keep on doing the good work. God loves you all, and so do I. <laughs> don't say my name. Well, we're not going to say your name because we don't read the names of our donors, but this precious donor from Texas sent a gift of $100 to bless Hope Sabbath School. We are a donor-supported ministry. Thank you for being part of that miracle. If you'd like to help us, just go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the donate button. It's not about us. It's about reaching people in 200 countries around the world Amen. with a message of hope. Today, learning how to live wisely by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, we have one last note from Karen 
on our Facebook page, okay. and Karen writes, I love to study the Bible with Hope Sabbath School. Amen. Amen. I've been watching since the beginning, years ago. Absolutely God-inspired and Spirit-led. Well, Karen, thanks for writing to us on our Facebook page. You know, it's amazing. We've still got about 179,000, 180,000 on our Facebook page, but, but our YouTube channel is growing like exponentially. I guess a lot of people watch on YouTube. Yeah. They're YouTubers. <laughs> well, if you're one of those and you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel for Hope Sabbath School, go do it. Make that click and share it with your friends. Before we sing our theme song, though, I want to remind you about this amazing gift we have for you in this series on exploring Ephesians. There's an amazing book called Acts of the Apostles. Now, Paul was an apostle, not one of the 12 disciples, but an apostle called of God, you remember. And about 40 chapters in this book, Acts of the Apostles, talk about the apostle Paul and his ministry, including his ministry to Ephesus. We're studying his letter to the Ephesians in this series. You can get your free digital copy. I just checked today. It's available on our website, more than 20 different languages. You can choose the language of your preference. Just go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift tab in the middle of the screen and you'll get the information so you can download your free copy. I just want to say that's amazing. Right. You say, Derek, I've already got a printed copy of that amazing book and I really enjoy it. Well, tell your friends, tell your study group, tell them how. Go to the website, click on that free gift tab, and they can get a free digital copy. While you're there at our website, you can download our theme song, Sheep Music, MP3 file. You say, Derek, I've already learned it. Well, let's sing it together. Worthy of the calling, I therefore beseech you to walk. Worthy of the calling with which you were called. With lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one Spirit in the bond of 
worthy of the calling I therefore beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called well I know Puya part of that walking worthy of the calling is living wisely that's right so thanks for leading our study today Let's begin our study with a prayer. Father God in heaven, we thank you so much for this opportunity that you have given to us to open your word and study. Help us understand the lessons you want us to learn. I pray not only for us here in the studio, but I pray for all those Sabbath school, Hope Sabbath School members around the world. Amen. Wherever it is that they may be watching this from, whenever it is that they're watching this, Amen. We pray that you will speak to them with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be with us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So we are now on lesson number nine on this series on the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. And the title of our study today is Living Wisely. But before we begin our study, let us quickly summarize uh, the context in which Paul is writing. Today we'll be looking at the first half of chapter 5 of Ephesians. So the letter of Paul to the Ephesians was written by Paul from prison. It's mm -hmm. one of the prison letters. Mm -hmm. And we learn from history that Ephesus was an epicenter of worship where the pagan gods were popular and it was an economic center in the ancient Greco-Roman world. And yeah. Paul did ministry in this city, and he was quite successful. Mm -hmm. But after a few years of not being able to visit them, Paul was concerned about their walk with Christ. And so this letter of Paul to the Ephesians is, in a way, reminding them what it looks like to be disciples of Jesus. Mm -hmm. yes. And I believe that we will learn so many practical lessons for us today because we live in a world, a day and age where we're surrounded by secularism and uh, people who don't follow God. And so it is in this context that today we'll be looking at this letter of Paul to the Ephesians, especially the first part of chapter 5, and to see what it means to live wisely today. Amen. All right, so let's begin our study by going to chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5. And I'm going to ask Jason mm -hmm. to start, if you can kindly start our study by reading Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. All right, it'd be my pleasure. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. And the Bible says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Mm. Thank you for reading that. What was the word that Paul began chapter 5 with? I mean, there, there was a chapter division when he wrote this, but in this section... What was the word that began in chapter 5, verse 1 there, Jason? Oh, therefore. Therefore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so whenever we see the word therefore, is that, do we normally use the word therefore at the beginning of a sentence? No. no. Well, no. to connect to something we've just said, right? Right. Exactly, exactly. So let me ask uh, Stephanie, if you can uh, go back to chapter 4, verse 32, the previous verse before Paul used the word therefore. And let's look at the context where Paul is inviting us to be imi imitators of God. And, and I want us to think about that question, like what does it mean to be imitators of God in that context? All right, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Ephesians 4, verse 32. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, 
even as God in Christ forgave you. Mm. Mm. Okay, let's, 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 let's put our finger there and let's go down to chapter 5, verse 2. And Lilika, can you read for us Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2? I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Mm -hmm. Thank you for reading that. So what does it mean uh, to be imitators of God? In what context is Paul inviting us to imitate God from those verses that we just read? Rodney, I see your hand. Puya, I love the, the sequence through which you brought us through the scriptures just now. Because if you look in verse 2, it tells us the motivator, the, the driver, which is love. Love like how Christ loves. And if we love like how Christ loves, then if you go back to, again, you walked us through Ephesians 4 verse 32, it gives us some outflowing of that love, which is the tend, be us being tender-hearted, forgiving one another, etc. Then you go back now to verse 1. If we are able to love like Christ, which of course Christ enables us to do so, those are the attributes, and then we'll become imitators of God. Mm. Thank you. Uh, Samuel, sorry. So, uh, and when I looked at the Greek word that is used here for imitators, it also is translated in other parts as followers. Mm. And so when it says, you know, be imitators, it's asking us to follow God, follow in His footsteps. Mm. Just as the disciples were with Jesus and they interacted with Christ and, you know, and Christ was working with them and transformed them, God is calling us to follow in His footsteps so we can be like Him, share His love, be kind, be forgiving. Right. That is what Paul is getting at here. Thank you. I like the word you use, following the footsteps mm -hmm. of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Pastor and Derek. I like, uh, Puya, what uh, Paul says in another place to the Corinthians. He makes it very practical. People say, well, how do I imitate God? Mm -hmm. and, and Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, he says, imitate me, same mm -hmm. word in the Greek. Mm -hmm. We get the English word mimic mm -hmm. from that Greek mm -hmm. verb. Mm -hmm. yeah. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, let me give you Again, we're not talking about earning God's love or mm -hmm. trying to save ourselves, but let me give you an example mm. about what this new creation life looks like. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Jason? Yeah, I can remember growing up in Chicago, enjoying basketball, and, you know, at that time in the 90s, everybody wanted to be like Michael Jordan. Everybody mm. wanted to be like Mike. So as a kid, I would study Michael Jordan's tapes, his moves, you know, how he did this, how he did that. So in like manner, we could do the same thing with Christ. We can mm -hmm. study him, his character, to mm. be able to reflect in our own character and mm -hmm. give glory to God. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so um, there, there was a person in the Bible who wanted to be like God, who was jealous of God, even to the mm -hmm. point of becoming uh, the enemy. Do you remember somebody, uh, probably an angel, mm. who <laughs> wanted to be like God, right? Yeah. Lucifer, yeah. whom we know today as Satan. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about trying to imitate God in terms of His power or His nature of being divine. But I believe it's clear that, as we have pointed out, it is the character of God that we're called to imitate, right? Okay. As created beings, we will never be able to become like the Creator. Mm -hmm. 
but we have been given the privilege of becoming more like him in terms of our character. Amen. That's a beautiful invitation. Mm. Jason. There's an irony in that, and uh, the Apostle Paul even talks about it in Philippians 2. You know, Lucifer wanted to be like God, but he didn't understand what that meant because God is love and God is giving. Uh -huh. And so he didn't realize what he was asking. And as a result, he wanted something that he could not attain and that he really wouldn't want because God's character of love was so contrary to that desire to take. Mm. Mm. That, 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 is, that is beautiful. Now, in, in that verse 1 of chapter 5, Paul mentioned, mentioned the word, uh, as dear children. <laughs> mm. Why is it important for us to remember ourselves as children of God as we are trying to uh, uh, walk in the footsteps of Jesus in imitating Him? Mm. Uh, Brittany. I just think about a child and how humble they are mm. um, and how they're just so eager to learn. Right. right? They, they're like little sponges. They just soak up everything that they see or hear and they want to like when they're learning how to speak, they're just imitating what the mom or the dad is modeling to them and they're learning from them. So uh, if we're to be imitators of, of Christ, we're like sponges. We're soaking up and learning from him. And, and when we see, oh, Jesus did this uh, for a person, oh, we can do that too, right? Mm -hmm. And we're just trying to follow in his footsteps like uh, Samuel was talking about. Beautiful. Jason? Children also make a lot of mistakes, <laughs> and in the process, they learn and they grow through those mistakes, yeah. hopefully. And so, in that same way, as we're on a Christian walk, we probably will make a lot of right. mistakes. But the right. point is, we keep getting up, we move on, eventually we learn how to walk, as we have in our, our scripture song there, following Christ. Amen. Samuel? The Bible talks about how God chastens whom He loves. Mm. And, and, you know, when we make mistakes, God, He sends people or He puts us through life experiences through which we mm -hmm. often experience the consequences of the mistakes we make, but He sends that not to condemn us, but to bring us on mm -hmm. track. And mm -hmm. so, you know, that is what any loving parent would do for their children. And so that's why we, you know, we should remember that we are God's dear children. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I'm reminded of the story of the prodigal son, mm -hmm. right? He, he ran away from his father's home. And we often fo focus on the word the prodigal, right? Yeah. Mm. And neglecting, forgetting the word son. He was always a son, <laughs> always even a son. while he was away. Mm. Mm -hmm. And when he remembered of his father's goodness, even to the servants, he came back home, right? So I believe when Paul invites us to be imitators of God as dear children, as Jason pointed out too, it is important to remember that when you make mistakes, when you fall, like, like a child learning to walk. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it's okay, come to your father, come to your daddy. Right, right? Exactly. Mm. As, a, as a child of God, yeah. he's there to help you. Mm. Don't give up. So let's, let's continue in our study. Uh, now, we, we, one of us already pointed out the word, uh, the character of God as love, as being the attribute that Paul invites us to imitate. And not just Paul, let's look at uh, a verse from John. In John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. And Jackson, if you can kindly read for us 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. And then I want us to discuss quickly why is love the primary attribute which we are called to imitate? Sure, I'm reading from the New King James Version. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, 
for God is love. Okay, for God is love. So what? Why does the Bible writers like Paul and John invite us to be more like God in terms of love? Why is love so important? Or in other words, why is love the primary attribute that we're called to imitate? Jackson? I think that is because love is the essence of God. Amen. It is who He is. Mm. And we, being the children of God, He has created us and He has done everything to redeem us. Mm. So we are to be imitators of God's love mm -hmm. so that we, became, we become part of Him. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. You know, That's Greek scholars, and I am not a Greek scholar, <laughs> but they tell us that, that the early Christians chose a, a little used word, agape, mm. uh, which was not common in Greek. There are other words for brotherly affection or even sensual love, but this word agape and the verb agapao uh, are used to speak about this self-sacrificing mm. love. Mm. Yep. And I think it's important to realize that both here where we read God is love and where he says love one another as I have loved you, it's using that special word, mm. that agape love. And the beautiful thing is, Romans 5 says that agape love is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's not something we work up. Mm -hmm. It's something actually we pray down. Right? right. <laughs> Fill me with your love yeah. so that I can, as it says in the next verse, so I can walk in love. Yes. It's a miracle. Mm -hmm. I can't Beautiful. do that. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's something that we received mm -hmm. in our hearts. Brittany. I was going to go along with the same lines of Pastor Derek and just talking about the love of God is selfless love. And we see that especially in uh, Philippians where it says that, you know, Jesus um, was equal with God, but he humbled himself and he became obedient unto death, even death of the cross. And now he's highly exalted. So we see that, that God's love is that self-sacrificing, humbling love, which is the opposite of what you said Satan was looking for. He was looking for this self-exaltation type of love where everyone loves me because I'm so great, instead of, let me show you what love is. And God says, I love you so much, I'm going to become one of you to show you how much I love you. I'm going to humble myself. I'm the God of the universe, but I'm going to become human so that you can see how much I love you, which is the complete opposite, um, that self-sacrificing, humble kind of love. Beautiful. Yep. So, what does it mean then to walk in love? <laughs> Anyone? Uh, Jack, Jason. Well, to conduct yourself, you know, whether it be your speech, your action, or your thoughts, you know, to be able to walk in it is to be able to live it, basically. Mm. Okay, Harold? Well, we just read in Ephesians 4, verse 32, to be tender-hearted and to be kind mm -hmm. and to forgive one another. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's uh, it's like the components of love. That, that's what, like, uh, are the fruits of love. Amen, mm -hmm. amen. Rodney. And Puya, John 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved, so loved that He gave. Mm. And so the, the basis, the, the, um, the driver, the motivation behind the giving is the love. Mm. And so here it is, God is, is, is pouring in us, as Derek just said, pouring in us His love. So then we cultivate that love and we are now givers. Mm. Um, if you look at Genesis 1, verse 1 again, it says, uh, for in the beginning, God created. So it's out of his love comes the action. And so it is with us today. 
when we experience God's true love for us, we can't help but sharing it with others. Amen. Amen. That, that is beautiful. In, in contrast to the heart of Satan, the heart of God is all about giving, mm-hmm. whereas Satan's heart is about taking, mm-hmm. getting, mm-hmm. right? And walking in love, mm-hmm. as uh, Rodney pointed out, is giving, mm-hmm. sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leah? I think there's so much that can be said about this topic um, and that text that we just read in, in First John is actually my favorite. Um, this is this agape love, this self-sacrificial love is a love that the sinful world doesn't comprehend because they don't know God mm-hmm. and God in his character and in his essence, in, in who he is eternally is love. So if we are to be imitators of him, if he desires for us to be more like him, we become more loving. We become more like him, and and that's just something that the world is so drawn to. The world that doesn't understand a God is is still drawn to him because they see it in us. Mm. Amen. Wow. Amen. Beautiful. You know, I think that's really an important point, Puya, because uh, a secular person would say, "Well, I love people." You know, that is not walking in love, according to the text. Mm-hmm. Really, maybe the best thing to say would be, "Walk in God's love." Mm. Yeah. Because that's that, as as Leah pointed out, is radically different from the selfishness mm. of our culture, which says, "Well, I'll love you as long as it works out well for me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but walking God's love, mm. Amen, Amen. Thank you. We have to move on in our lesson. Paul not only um, gave them or gave us an instruction of who to be like and what to be like, but also what not to be like <laughs> in the next verse. Uh, Lilika, can you kindly read for us Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3 to 7? And let's see um, what kind of practices were common in Paul's day that he uh, instructed the Christians in Ephesus not to be like. 3 to 7? Mm-hmm. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as it's fitting for the saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather given of things. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Mm. Thank you for reading that. There's so much to unpack mm. in that, in that uh, part of chapter 5. but. Uh, were, 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 the question is, were those things that Paul was mentioning uh, limited to only his time? <laughs> or is that something that we still find today? Mm-hmm. What, what similarities do you see with Paul's day and our day um, when it comes to some of those things that Paul was mentioning? Jason? 
So I would say all these practices <laughs> are the same. We see them in our culture today. And I think that's because these, we've talked about desires. These are the natural desires. These are what we naturally want to do in our, mm. our selfishness, pleasing ourselves. These are all practices. And so it almost doesn't matter what culture you're in or what country you're in, but these kind of practices uh, happen when you want to please yourself and you don't have that connection with God. Mm. Thank you. Can we even say that it has gotten worse today? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Paul mentioned about sexual immorality. Today we are surrounded with, you know, sexually mm -hmm. explicit images on the Internet everywhere. And if you drive outside and you see billboards everywhere and temptations are all around us, right? Mm -hmm. And so I believe this instruction from Paul to stay away, to be careful, not to be like the world, not to engage in these um, sexual immoralities of the world is very, very important and practical for us today. Mm. Right? Uh, Jason? Yeah, something to add. Uh, the coarse jesting that caught my attention when I was reading the scriptures or, you know, crude joking, some translations put. And you can see everyone li likes to laugh, you know, but it depends on the context mm. of that laugh because mm. sometimes the joke can be like borderline you know, with <laughs> evil intentions. So that's something that's very prevalent today, mm. you know, especially dealing with social media, you know. Mm. Mm. That, is, that is very true. And the condemnation that Paul mentioned is very severe. What kind of condemnation did Paul mention, Brittany? They will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow. wow. All right. Mm. That's, that's, a, that's a severe warning. And, and that's why I want people to watch Hope Sabbath School, mm. because after the condemnation, we need to give a word of hope. That's right. Mm. And it's in the book, but it's even more clear in his letter to the Corinthians, mm -hmm. who may have been even more sexually promiscuous than the Boring. Ephesians. I don't yeah. know if it's possible, but mm. we have the expression to Corinthianize, mm. which means to be like sexually... Uh, inappropriate, mm. uh, but in 1 Corinthians 6, and maybe someone can read it, it lists those again, but then it gives a word of hope. Right. Uh, can I ask uh, uh, Samuel to read for us 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 11, mm -hmm. the verse that Pastor Derek was mentioning? Mm -hmm. And I will be reading from the New American Standard Bible. I'm reading 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11 says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified. <laughs> but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 <laughs> Stephanie, I see, mm. I see you are smiling mm -hmm. uh, when, when we heard the word cleanse. <laughs> yes. Can you comment on, on, on that text that Samuel just read? What hope does Paul mention here for us all? Right, the um, being washed and being sanctified mm. in my version, and then all the buts. <laughs> um, <laughs> You were justified in the mm. name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of, of God. Amen. So that's, that's the time past, and mm. now it's different. Amen. It's similar to that, what we talked about in a previous lesson, having a change in our life, mm. Christ mm. doing something, a miracle in us, 
and then our life reveals that. Amen, amen. Jackson? So the verse says, such were some of you. Mm -hmm. So it reminds us that of our condition, mm -hmm. what we were mm -hmm. once doing, what sins we were indulging in, so that uh, on this context of sharing God's love to others, we can look at people with sympathy and empathy. Mm -hmm. We don't have to look at them with condemning eyes, uh, but we can share the love of God, the same love that has transformed us. Mm. We can share the same love to them. Amen, amen. amen. Samuel? Amen. And you know, when we come to God, we do not clean ourselves and then go to Him. Right. Mm. That's amen. not our work. We mm. go to Him just as we are. Right. He does the cleansing. Mm. He does the justifying and He does the sanctifying. We need to cooperate, but He does it for us. And so mm. we just go to God just as we are. Amen. Beautiful. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. So, testimony time. <laughs> Is there anyone who can share an experience maybe where uh, somebody shared with you a word of hope when you felt trapped in a life of sin and you came back to life from being dead in trespasses? Mm. Any, any experience? Jason? There was a time when I was working, you know, at my job and this new employee came in, you know, and I just found out he was a Christian maybe the second week he was working there. And at the particular moment in time, I was not living godly. You know, I was doing some ungodly things. And he spoke to me and told me about Psalms 40. Now, I was familiar with the scripture, of course, but it really spoke out to me when he told me and I started to really like read it. It is like the words popped out to me. And so talking about how, you know, David was in this Maori pit, you know, and I mm -hmm. felt that way, like I was stuck and I couldn't get out. But it was hoping that though, because he was brought out and put upon a rock, which is Christ Jesus. And I felt the same way. So that was very liberating in my time that I felt so trapped. Amen. Amen. That's a, that's a powerful testimony. Anyone else want to share a personal story of uh, somebody sharing with you a word of hope, maybe when you felt lost and you felt like giving up? Brittany. I remember a time when uh, I was a child, actually, and I was um, learning about this idea of the unpardonable sin. Mm. And I was very sensitive to if I had hurt anyone, like I wanted to apologize, even things that probably you wouldn't apologize for. I was like very overly sensitive. And uh, I was reflecting on that. And uh, I was reading my Bible and I was feeling like, oh, no, I've committed the unpardonable sin. Mm. And so I went out to my mom and she was in the in the living room reading her Bible and I had tears just streaming down my face and she said, what's wrong? And I said, I think I've committed the unpardonable <laughs> sin. And she said, the very fact that you're concerned about it shows me that you haven't because if you had, you wouldn't even care uh, that you had committed the unpardonable sin. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I realized, no, when you're feeling conviction, the, the Holy Spirit is at work in your life and that you need to go to Christ and he will help you and, and forgive you and cleanse you. And so that gave me hope that I wasn't lost um, because I thought I was lost at that point. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Amen. That's what the grace of God does to all of us, isn't it? Mm -hmm. To the one who is um, living in a life of sin, the grace of God transform us Amen. to walk uh, in love, in mm -hmm. God's love. And to the one who is overly sensitive, even to the point of maybe being legalistic in some sense of yeah. trying to earn God's love, the grace of God offers to us the assurance Amen. of salvation. Mm -hmm. right? Amen. We, we need to move on to the next part of our study now. In verse 8 of chapter 5, the same chapter, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. And Leah, if I could uh, ask you to read that for us. And I want us to uh, uh, study this verse and answer the question, what lesson can we learn from this next part of Paul's letter? 
I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8 says, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. Okay, thank you. Walk as children of light. And Rodney, can you read for us Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 to 16 along the similar theme here? I'm reading from the New King James Version. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Mm. Amen. Thank you. So, looking at these texts, what can we learn uh, from Paul's letter to the Ephesians and to the uh, uh, Philippians there about walking in light? Mm. Uh, Sam Samuel? I mean, it just strikes out both of these passages written by Paul. He uses this metaphor of light. Mm. You know, it's like, lit uh, you know, he says, you know, walk as children of light. And Jesus also talks about this metaphor of light, saying, let your light so shine before men. Mm. And so, you know, while we do not have the light in and of ourselves, you know, mm. we are darkness. Right. When we come to Christ, you know, we become children of mm. light. Amen. So, so we can, I believe, contrast light with darkness here, mm -hmm. right? Uh, let's look at one verse about the opposite of walking in light, which is walking in darkness. What does walking in darkness look like? And Jason, um, I'm going to ask, uh, ask you to read for us Romans chapter 13, verse 12 to 14, sure. to see what walking in uh, darkness looks like. The New King James Version says in Romans chapter 13, 13 verse, verse 12, yes, 14. Verse 12 through 14 says, The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry or drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, this is a complete opposite of what walking in God's love and walking in the light looks like. So, we have seen two, two invitations to walk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> walk in love and walk in the light. Mm -hmm. Can we say that's the same call or is there some difference to this call? Or is it the same thing? And, 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 and I'm trying to bring us to a point of the source of this, this calling. Yeah, Jackson. I would say it's the same call, but with different perspective. Mm. Okay. Uh, the first one is more of walking in love is more of the character of God, walking or reflecting God's character. Mm. The next one, uh, walking in light, it's more of doing the right thing by having an understanding of God's word. Mm. Amen, amen. In our previous study, we, we pointed out that in and of ourselves, we do not have the power to change our hearts, nor do we have the power to walk in our own strength according to God's will. So the question I want us to think about is, who enables us to walk in the light? 
And uh, we'll find the answer in verse 9, right? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 9. And Rodney, can you read for us Ephesians chapter 5, verse 9? Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 9, reading from the New King James Version. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and the truth. Amen. Mm. Okay. So it's the fruit of the Spirit. Spirit. So who enables us to walk in the light? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Spirit. In and of ourselves, we do not have the power. But with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can empower us Mm -hmm. to walk in the light. Pastor Derek. You know, Puya, I've been struggling with an earlier comment about what it means to walk in the light. It says, you are light. Mm. Mm. You are light in the Lord. Mm. Yeah. And, and I just, when, when that was read, I thought of what Jesus says in John 8. I am the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, mm-hmm. but have the light of life. Mm. Uh, it's more than just an understanding or a knowledge of the light. That's mm. right. It's actually Christ in me, wow. the hope of glory. Amen. And then you say, well, Derek, how does that happen? And the answer is, by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Mm. And that's a miracle. Amen. Christ in me, the hope of glory. That must be what uh, the religious leaders saw in Stephen the deacon mm. when they said his face was shining like mm. the face of an angel. Mm. Right? It, that's not us, mm. but it is Christ in me, the hope of glory, by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's beautiful. Walking, walk, walking in the light, but actually you are light, light. in the Lord. Mm-hmm. As we fix our eyes on Jesus, mm-hmm. as Jesus said, if you follow me, right, you're walking in the light already, mm-hmm. because the light of Christ reflects Mm. in us. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The Holy Spirit not only help us walk in the light, but also according to Paul, help us find out what, what is acceptable mm-hmm. to the Lord, mm-hmm. right? What is acceptable to the Lord. I want us to go to Hebrews uh, chapter 13, verse 20 to 21. And Stephanie, uh, can you read for us Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 to 21 to see what inspired insight can we find here of an encouragement for those who have a desire to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do His will, working in you what is well-pleasing in His sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 What powerful or inspired insight can we find here for those that desire to find out what is pleasing to the Lord? Hmm. Well, Harold? I just wanted to highlight that He will equip us. Mm. Like He will give us the tools, the resources, everything that we need mm. to do the right mm. things. Right. Mm-hmm. And we can forget that the Comforter, I, I consider Him like the trainer. He'll be right at our side, mm-hmm. always giving us advice. Mm. The thing is, we, we have to cooperate. That's, mm. that's the key word. Mm. Mm. Uh, because uh, talking about the difference, the contrast between light and darkness, at the end of the day, we already know what darkness is. We know how to do the works of darkness. It's easy for us. It's in our nature. Mm. 
That's why the light shines, hey, you need this. Mm -hmm. Let me help you. I will equip you. Mm. Trust in me. And, and that's where we need to like, you know, put our part. Right. Mm. So if we look at light, which is Jesus Christ himself, we will learn what is pleasing to the Lord mm -hmm. along the journey, right? Earlier, Lilika read for us verse 6 where Paul mentioned about empty words, right? Uh, mm -hmm. What uh, uh, people in his day and age were practicing, giving each other empty words. What lesson can we learn for ourselves today uh, uh, from uh, this text of Paul? Uh, let's say there may be people today in our day and age too who try to divert us away from walking in the light through empty words. What does that look like, Harold? It reminds me of a verse, like, I think it's in 1 John where it says, I think it's 1 John where it says, do not love in word, but in, in action. Mm -hmm. mm. Like, because love is a principle, it's not a feeling, it's, it's, it's based on acts. Like, as mm. we have heard like today that God gave, God made, and that is shown, love is shown. By pr and, and when Jesus says, love your enemies, hmm. how do you love your enemies? You have to like, show them kindness. You have to, if they're thirsty, give them a drink. If they're hungry, feed them. Hmm. If they're, they need covering, give them a covering. So it's demonstrated. We need to not just say, oh, peace be with you, but then they're hungry, they need help, but we don't do anything about it. Hmm. Is that loving? Just speaking things and not doing anything? God right. does right. immeasurably a lot. Hmm. Hmm. And yet, you know, what, God calls us to do the same thing. Thank you for that perspective. Mm -hmm. Can we also say that the temptation that Satan uh, comes to us with are empty words, mm -hmm. in a sense, mm -hmm. with empty promises, mm -hmm. promising us a false sense of uh, mm -hmm. fulfillment, yes. Yes. right? But in a sense, in reality, sin is just a temporary, right. momentary pleasure. Mm -hmm and then leads us to guilt and shame. So I believe we can also see here the idea of sin walking in darkness as the enemy trying to lure us away using empty words of promises, false hopes, right. false identities, right? And on the opposite, Christ offered to us true identities walking in light. Um, <clears throat> let's look at the next part of our study when it comes to exposing the works of darkness. Let's continue reading mm -hmm. chapter 5 of Ephesians verse 11 to 13. And Brittany, can you read for us chapter 5 of Ephesians verse 11 to 13? I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 11 through 13 says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. Beautiful. So, so what does exposing darkness look like from that text, Samuel? I think sometimes, and people can read this verse and misinterpret that to mean that, oh, you just go around bashing people and telling them, mm -hmm. you know, pointing their wrongs and stuff. Mm -hmm. But what Paul is really getting at here is that you, you expose them by the light. And in earlier passages, he's talking about us walking in the light. In other words, mm -hmm. you know, it is our lifestyle 
how we live our lifestyle our obedience to God that exposes to them their mm. darkness you know mm. when they look at a Christian and see the genuine happiness the peace and others who don't have that when they look at these mm. Christians they're like where do you get that mm. and then you know we point them to Christ mm. right. you know some uh, you know as someone said you know preach the gospel and use words if necessary, right. you know, and right. so that is what this <laughs> is talking about. We expose darkness mm -hmm. by living, mm, uh, uh, living point. or walking in the mm, light. That's a good point. Rodney, I see your hand. Puya, uh, Samuel mentioned the text earlier um, that I wish for us to read, if you don't mind, because sure. there may be someone around the world that has never really heard that text. It is taken from Matthew 5 and verse 16. Mm. If you're okay with that, if we could read that, Matthew 5 and verse 16. Just give us a minute to find that. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Verse 16. Matthew 5, verse 16. And you believe this will help us answer what exposing darkness look like through the light, huh? Yes. And verse 16 says from the New King James Version, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So walking in the light is not just for us, but it's also for others so that they can see the light and not come to glorify us, mm. but to glorify God. Mm. So if you are in darkness and you see the light, uh, you, you may walk towards the light because it shows, it, it exposes. Right. And so God uses us as, as, as vessels Mm. to channel people towards Him through the light that He gives us. Amen. Thank you. So, darkness cannot fight against light, right? Mm -hmm. If you turn on, if you turn on a switch in a room of dark, darkness, the light would dispel the darkness right away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, if we allow Christ's light to reflect in our lives, darkness would be dispelled in our, say, um, in our circles of influence, mm -hmm. right? Let's look at the next part of what it means to live wisely in this day and age in verse 15 and 16. And, and Leah, if you can read for us Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. And let's see what other attributes Paul is trying to teach us in living wisely. I will be reading from the English Standard Version, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. And it reads, look carefully then how you walk, nor as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Mm. Mm. Thank you. So in another translation, it's a redeeming the time. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. What does that mean? What does time has to do with living wisely? Mm -hmm. uh, Jason? Well, we're only given so much time, and so it's, a, it's one of our most precious resources. Mm. And so we can use our time either to glorify God, or we can use our time to walk for ourselves. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Brittany? We don't know how much time we have, ah. right? Uh, we don't know the day of our death. Mm -hmm. um, so each day we should be living for Christ mm. um, and using each moment to glorify Him. Um, because it might be our last day to bring someone to Him or mm. to, to be a light that points them to Him. Um, we don't know how much time we have left on this earth. That is so true. That is yeah. so true. Harold? Well, and we can forget that Satan is like a roaring lion, seeking mm. whom to devour and destroy. Mm. So if he's working really hard to get people, we also need to work on God's side very hard mm. to mm. lead them to hope 
to true hope. Mm. It's found only in Christ. Amen. Thank you. I want us to look at the next verse, verse 17, to see what living wisely also looks like. And Jackson, can you read for us Ephesians 5, verse 17? Sure, I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Mm -hmm. Mm. So in this text, to, to live wisely is to understand mm -hmm. the will of God for our lives, mm -hmm. right? So the question for us is what, what promises can, can, can you find, can we find in the Bible, maybe in other parts of the Bible, that, that can uh, give us guidance to find out uh, or understand what the will of God is for our lives? Mm -hmm. Anyone? Uh, Jason? Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Okay, Romans chapter 12, mm -hmm. verse, verse 2. two. Mm -hmm. Just give us a minute to find that. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter 12, mm -hmm. verse 2. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. And the Bible says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that mm. you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm. And so basically having our minds transformed from that darkness to light mm. would allow us to understand what God will is mm. for us, you know, collectively beautiful. and individually. That's beautiful. By mm. the renewing of our Correct. mind through the Holy Spirit every day, surrendering to God, mm -hmm. right, every day mm. for God to reveal to us what His will is for our lives. I mean, we make decisions, yeah. hundreds of decisions every single day, exactly. right? We need to understand what the will of God is for our lives. And I find it so reassuring that the Bible is filled with promises mm -hmm. that if we seek the Lord, God will reveal to us what His will is. Mm -hmm. yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. let's, let's go to the last part of our study for today in verse 18 to 20 of Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 to 20. And Lilika, can you read for us that uh, verse 18 to 20 of chapter 5 of Ephesians? I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, Amen. giving thanks always for all thanks to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So in contrast to living in sin and immorality, what are some of the practical uh, guidance that Paul is offering to us in this text, Jackson? I love the fact uh, here that it mentions singing songs in a heart. Mm. You know, when you're having a good day and you're praising God by singing songs in the heart, you can always you know, spread your light to others around you. Mm. You can make somebody's day by right. being happy and having that smile. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And it's not just any songs, mm -hmm. right? There's a specific word that preceded the word songs. Mm -hmm. What was that word? Spiritual, Spiritual songs. Spiritual songs, right? Songs that are inspired by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, Jason, you have a comment on that? Yeah, there can be a diversity of spiritual songs, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So there's many ways we can praise the Lord through music. Amen. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. So we, we have looked at different aspects from this uh, uh, chapter, chapter 5 of Ephesians, about what it means to live wisely. Maybe uh, the first part was being imitators of God and not imitating the world, walking in the light, 
and exposing darkness, redeeming the time, or making the best use of our time, and engaging in spirit-filled worship and singing songs, right? Amen. I want to give an opportunity to maybe one or two who would like to share what stood out for you from our study today of what it means to live wisely today. Mm. Jackson? Mm -hmm. I can say that though we studied a lot of things, I don't have to think about each and every aspect of my life and plan it accordingly. Mm. I just have to let God the Holy Spirit filled me Amen. and do the work through me. Amen. Amen. Pastor Derek? Amen. That's it. Um, I, we're not that smart to figure it all out, mm. but he says be filled with the Spirit. Right. And, and the Spirit, like Jesus by our side, will give us uh, the wisdom to, to live wisely and to be a light, to have the light of Jesus in us. Amen. 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 So I want to invite all of us, including our viewers, uh, wherever you may be watching from, to walk in light, to imitate the character of God and not live according to the world, and to be engaging in spirit-filled worship services with spiritual songs mm -hmm. as we live wisely in these last days. Mm -hmm. Pastor Amen. Derek, would you close our study? Thank you so much, Buya. Well, what a great study, and, and I'm just impressed even more each day to say, Lord, come as Jesus promised, make your home with me mm -hmm. by the Holy Spirit so that we can have the light of Jesus shining through us mm. to bless those around us and to live wisely mm. in this perverse and crooked generation mm. to be a blessing to those around us. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for this practical study. Thank you for reminding us again that saved by grace, you want us to walk in the light by your Spirit. Let it happen in each of our lives, not to bring honor to us, but glory to our Father in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. We're exploring an ancient letter which is helping us to know how to live for Christ today and be a blessing to others. Take what you've learned, go out and be a blessing. <laughs>